Hi, and welcome to the Literati Cast. I'm Jennifer Loughran, and I'm a senior agent at the Andrea Brown Literary Agency. With this podcast, I bring you perspectives about children's publishing that you may not have heard before as we peek behind the curtain of the world of agents, editors, art directors, booksellers, publicists, and authors that help bring books to life. Today, we have a very special episode. Hanukkah has started, Christmas is around the corner, the temperature in New York is dropping, and everyone is either thinking about celebrating a holiday and giving books, or thinking about getting cozy, curling up, and reading books ourselves. I spoke to four booksellers across the country and got their top picks for every category of children's books, from babies up through choices for older teens and even some adults. I definitely gave my own picks, too. There are books on the list that will be great as gifts, great to share with the whole family, great to bring to family gatherings, or great for you to hoard and not let anyone else read at all. I do have to say up front that there are a couple moments here where the sound did not work properly, so there are parts of some interviews I had to cut short. So I strongly encourage you to look on my website, which is jenniferlawfriend.com slash literaticast or follow the links I'll put on Twitter, etc., to see the entire gift guide, because I have to say it's a doozy, and I think you just might find some books you don't know about yet that might become new favorites. Now, on to the booksellers, and I will let them introduce themselves. I'm Nicole Brinkley. I'm from Oblong Books and Music in Rhinebeck, New York. I've been a bookseller there for three years now. And what is your actual title? My actual title is fantastic. It is the Director of Special Projects. It means I do pretty much a little bit of everything. I do all of our web stuff, all of our newsletters and social media. I do receiving in the store. I do displays. I do events. I do a little bit of everything. Nice. And um, I know that we do a lot of events. (laughs) At Oblong, obviously, I know that. But um, what are some highlights for you from 2017 or coming up? We had a lot of really cool uh, lady fantasy authors at the store this year, which I really loved. So we had Zoraida Cordova and Victoria Schwab and Renee Adier. And I love all of them. And I, I would love to have more lady fantasy authors at the store. And coming up, uh, Hillary Clinton is coming to the store and I'm going to cry. It's going to be amazing. Oh, really? I hadn't heard that Hillary was coming. Don't you know? <laughs> haven't nobody's asked you if we have tickets left and if they can't just squeeze <laughs> one more person in. <laughs> they, you know, I, you know, now that I think about it, maybe I have heard something. Yeah. Um, that's going to be a big one. Okay. So I'm going to ask you for book recommendations, but I need you to restrain yourself to one in each category. There will be wild card slots at the end, so you can add some more. So I will make sure to put a link to all of these in the show notes. So if you didn't quite, if you're a listener and you didn't quite hear the title, we'll have a handy dandy link where you can buy this directly from Oblong or your bookseller of choice. And um, let's start with the young set. What is your top pick in picture books? For picture books, my top pick this year is the antlered ship by Dashika Slater and the fan brothers. It's the story of a fox who wants questions about the world answered and joins a ship of other animals and finds that the questions never really end. It's beautifully illustrated and perfect for curious kids and animal lovers about three to six. And the cover is textured, which I'm obsessed with. Uh, For board books this year, 
My top pick for board books is the Little Libros board book series by Patty Rodriguez and Ariana Stein. It's a series of bilingual board books with adorable illustrations. It includes a book on counting with Frida Kahlo and a lot of other things. But my personal favorite is the Lucha Libre book, which breaks down basic anatomy. So like, give me an example of a Lucha Libre anatomy. Uh, So it gives bilingual examples of arm and leg and nose. So it illustrates using the traditional uh, style of like Mexican wrestling, but with like tiny babies. And it's so (laughs) cute. And it's a great way to kind of learn the parts of the body when you're that young. Awesome. So what about chapter books? My chapter book of choice is the Zoe and Sassafras series uh, by Asia Citro and Marion Lindsay. I apologize if I butcher their names. Um, it's an independent press, so it's unlikely for kiddos who are reading everything to already have it. And it's perfect for kids who love both magic and animals. Uh, the series follows Zoe and her cat Sassafras, who nurse injured magical animals back to health. Um, and the first two books in the series are out now, so you can package them together for a really nice gift. Nice. And what about kids graphic novels? I know this is a favorite category of yours. How do you choose just one graphic novel? But my choice is The Tea Dragon Society by Katie O'Neill. This is a large format graphic novel, perfect for all ages, but it's especially great for kids kind of growing out of Princess in Black and and those early chapter books. Uh, It's about a young blacksmith girl who stumbles into the world of tea dragons Uh, which are dragons whose horns grow leaves and you use those leaves to make tea. It's inclusive. The illustrations are stunning and it's something I've reread multiple times. It's wonderful. And how old would you say? You might've said it already. I'd say like the youngest is I'd say seven, but you could read it with a five or six year old if they have the patience for it. And you could give it to anybody older. So my pick for graphic novels is Witch Boy by Molly Knox Ostertag, uh, which I may be ruining her name too. <laughs> it's um, it's set in a world where everyone has magic. All girls are witches. All boys are shapeshifters. But our hero is a boy who is not so good at shapeshifting and would rather be a witch. And I would say it's for eight to 12 year old fans of other graphic novels like Bone, or Lumberjanes, or even Raina Telgemeier books, even though this is magical, it definitely has this um, same accessibleness of a, you know, smile or any of those very popular middle grades. So if you have a kid who's read all of those middle grade graphic novels, like Smile and Real Friends and those other great realistic ones, this might be a fun fantasy type book. What's your pick for middle grade? My pick for middle grade fiction is The Gauntlet by Karuna Riazi. This is a Middle Eastern steampunk setting, Jumanji-inspired story. Uh, The Gauntlet follows three best friends who dive headfirst into a board game and have to play their way out after one of their little brothers gets sucked in. It's beautifully written, it's fast-paced, and it's a great fantasy adventure for the 9 to 12 group. And YA. My YA pick this year is An Enchantment of Ravens by Margaret Rogerson. In a world where the things humans create are valued by the Fey folk, one girl is dragged into the Feylands on trial after she paints mortal sorrow into the eyes of the Autumn Prince. Uh, 
it this book made me fall in love with YA fantasy again. It from a craft standpoint, it actively dismantles problematic stereotypes on the page while still managing to be romantic and fun. But as a reader, it just made me happy. Do you want to be happy? <laughs> then read An Enchantment of Ravens. <laughs> I do. So I will. Thank you. Um, my YA pick is Dear Martin by Nick Stone. This is for readers of realistic fiction who've already devoured books like The Hate You Give and who are interested in themes of social justice and also who love just really good books. I would say Enchantment of Ravens is the perfect fantasy title and Dear Merton is perfect realistic title. Um, so now on to nonfiction, and this can be for any age. My nonfiction pick is perfect for ages six to nine. It's The Book of Bones by Gabrielle Balkin and Sam Brewster. It's a book about bones. Uh, the title is fairly self-explanatory, <laughs> um, and but it's a really cool fact book that takes you through um, the different bones of different animals and what's heaviest and what's longest and what it all means. And bones are super cool, it turns out. Um, and this is like an oversized kind of picture book. It is. Book, right? It's uh, probably the same size as a tea dragon society if you wanted to shelve them next to each other. It has beautiful <laughs> black and white illustrations on the inside. I kind of want to buy the book and then rip all the pages out and collage them. My collage my wall with them. So you'd actually need to buy two yes. copies. All three copies because I'll need one to read and then two to collage my wall with. Perfect. Good thinking. So, um, so now here is the part of the podcast where you get to pick three wild cards. So this is categories of random people. <laughs> And what you would get them is a gift. So, for example, my wild card is I would get for a teen or grown up who loves to bake, I'd get Brave Tart by Stella Parks. It's a cookbook where Stella whips up iconic American desserts by hand, like our artisanal Oreos. So, these are childhood favorites and also new to you deliciousness, Americana. It's a very accessible, fun to read recipes, and it's in a beautiful package. Um, and I think any teenager or grown-up who loves to bake would enjoy Brave Tart. So what are your wild card pick? My first wild card pick is for older middle grade readers who are passionate about stories and books themselves. These are the kids who take everything out of the library, who want to leave the bookstore with every book. Um, these, this is a book for the what I call the Little Hermione's. And it's The Glass Town <laughs> Game by uh, Catherine Valente. It's her new middle grade novel. You might know her for her adult sci-fi fantasy or for her first middle grade series, which was The Girl Who Circumnavigated Fairyland in a Ship of Her Own Making. But The Glass Town Game is actually about the Bronte, Bronte family as children. So Charlotte and Anne and Emily and their brother, Branwell. And when they were younger, they wrote, a fantasy world together. That was how they all got into writing. And in Catherine's book, as children, they fall into the fantasy world that they've created. It's an homage to words and to stories and to books, along with being this wonderful fantasy adventure. And I absolutely adored it. For fans, adults or teens of Victoria Schwab, and I know there's a lot of them because I am one of them, 
And whether you're obsessed with A Darker Shade of Magic's Lila Bard or The Savage Song's Kate Harker, An Unkindness of Magicians by Kat Howard is going to fill the gap while we wait for Victoria's next book. It's about families of magicians that live among us um, and compete invisible to rule the magical world. Uh, The leading lady is a woman named Sydney, and she is ruthless and amazing and determined, and I've absolutely fallen in love with her. And your final wildcard I have a lot of friends, both when I was in high school and now, who love history. And the perfect book for older teens and adults who love women-driven history especially is The Radium Girls by by Kate Moore. You'll cry you'll probably cry some more, and then you'll get really angry and inspired and want to fight things. The Radium Girls is about the girls who worked in clockwork factories and used radium-laced paint to build glow-in-the-dark watches for the army. The book follows what radium did to them physically, because it is a radioactive substance, and tells their story for the first time. I stayed up until 3 a.m. to read this book in one sitting because I could not put it down. And it makes an amazing gift. And finally, I always ask my guests, what are you obsessed with this week? It does not have to be bookish, but it can be. This week, it is bookish for me because I am obsessed with Animosity by Marguerite Bennett. We sold out of it at the bookstore this week because I've thrust it on literally everybody I come into contact with. It is so it what is, is, a graphic this? is a graphic novel. novel. It is an ongoing series that she is writing. And it is set in a world where suddenly in an instance, all animals gain human-like consciousness and the ability to speak. And they rise up. And it it is about the overall effects of that world and, and what humans have done to the earth. But it is also the main character is a dog and his girl trying to survive in this new world. It is incredible and emotional and beautiful, and I love it. Hello, uh, my name is Claire Dornboss. I'm the Children's Event Coordinator at Book Passage in the San Francisco Bay Area. I'm also a frontline bookseller there, the little kid storyteller, children's book specialist. Um, book Passage is famous for its events, um, so I put together a lot of events. Um, I think probably the best thing about this particular job is putting an author who has something important to say in front of an audience who want to hear from the author, but kind of might be surprised by what the author finally says. So, for example, in the last month, I've seen John Green dressed as Pikachu talking about mental health issues. And I also took um, Julie Lithcott Hames to go and speak to a very white, very privileged school PTA, and she blew their minds. Um, so it, it's, it always makes me feel a little bit like I'm changing the world a tiny, tiny bit. Excellent. So I, I understand that you have a lot of book recommendations for oh, me. I always do, yes. Excellent. <laughs> so let's get right into it. Uh-huh. What is your top pick in picture books, and also who is this good for? Okay, so I'm going to go with Now by Antoinette Portis. Um, it's a lovely picture book for ages two through five, and it's literally just about enjoying the now. Um, it's about a little girl who shows us all her favorite things right now. So it's like, this is my favorite leaf. 
this is my favorite cloud. Like it, it just like kids do. Um, it's super simple. There's loads of white space in the illustrations. There's still a lot to talk about, though. Oh, and it also has one of those endings where all the mums go, oh, nice. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, what about for younger, for babies? Uh, I'm going to cheat a little bit with this one. And I'm going to recommend Hooray for Fish by Lucy Cousins. It's not a new book, but it's new in board book. Does that count? Is that all right? That counts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, it's just a short little rhyming story about a little fish meeting lots of friends in the ocean. But it's also a concept board book, so you know, like a counting colours. And it has counting and colours and emotions and opposites, and it's all like crammed into this almost explosively colourful little book. And also you get to say twin fin fin fish when you read it out loud, which <laughs> is just fun. I don't think that I've ever even seen that oh. in board book yet. So, Well, apparently there's going to be a whole series of books about this little fish that are going to go in the pitch book series. Um, so right. I'm looking forward to those. So my pick, I'll, I'm not going to give my pick for every one oh. of your picks because mm-hmm. um, I got a lot of booksellers to talk to. <laughs> but my pick for this uh, baby board book situation is the little feminist box set from mud puppy this is for babies and also honestly let's be real it's for their parents (laughs) and it it features adorable tiny woman heroes from amelia Earhart to cleopatra in four categories it's artists activists pioneers and leaders Mm -hmm. and it's also just this cube this bright cube and it's ridiculously cute gifty gift time Mm -hmm. also and i'm gonna cheat and have a second one whoops (gasps) I know. Because you mentioned this being uh, a picture book that's finally in board book form, I have one of those too. Um, my One of my favorites from childhood and my favorite to read to every child is Fortunately by Remy Charlip. Mm-hmm. And it just oh, yeah. came out in board book for the first time. Oh, that's brilliant. I really like that one. It's a good I know. It's yeah. a classic. It's a perfect read aloud for like yeah. one and a half, two-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, okay, so now on to chapter books. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to choose Princess Cora and the Crocodile. Um, uh, princess Cora, it's about a princess, a very traditional princess. She's overscheduled, though, and she's tired. Uh, she's had enough of the extra math and the extra politeness lessons and the extra sports she has to do. So she asks her fairy godmother for help. And the fairy godmother sends a crocodile, which was not what Cora was expecting at all. Uh, the crocodile offers to dress up as Cora and do her duties. And then Cora has a day off. So basically, there's just chaos in the castle while there's this misbehaving crocodile doing all the things that poor old princess Cora has been doing perfectly for so long. Um, I think it's a a really good gifty kind of book because the illustrations are so gorgeous. It's fun to read aloud. So you could read it aloud to threes and four-year-olds, but um, for people who are starting to read five and six and sevens, it's also a good short chaptered chapter book as well. Is it, I don't know this one. Is it a series? Uh, No, I think it's just a standalone actually. Nice. Mm. That's rare in the chapter book world. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, So now kids graphic novels. Oh, it's my favorite section. Um, I'm going to go with All's Fair in Middle School by by Victoria Jameson. Um, It is, 
it's all the woes of middle school and all the joys of the Renaissance fair in <laughs> one book, which doesn't, doesn't seem likely, does it? Um, it's basically a girl whose parents do um, Ren Fair and she wants to become a knight. Um, and uh, at the same time, she's starting middle school for the first time because she's always been homeschooled. And there's that whole thing of... Um, the contrast between her home life where she is able to do all the nightly things and be brave and kind and all those things, but she can't push that forward into middle school. Um, the thing I love about it is because uh, Imogen, that's her name, uh, she's allowed to have multiple aspects to her personality. Like, So she's not good all the time or always thinks the same thing in every situation. Like she's fluid, like people are, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't always have to make sense and she doesn't always know why she does something. And so she just feels like a very real person. Uh, who would you give this to? Um, the kids who love Raina books, obviously. Um, and also uh, anyone who likes history because the Ren Fair stuff is really fun. Because it's a graphic novel, you get to see a lot of the Renfair stuff, which you wouldn't see if it was a chapter book. And this is the same person who did Roller Girl. It right? is, yes. The author of Roller Girl. So how, I mean. A big bestseller for good, us. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I have a Renfair story. Oh, you do? Really quick. I do. When I was a kid, like nine probably, my aunt took me to the Renaissance Fair for the first time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I dressed as a leper. And if you dress as a leper and you have a tin cup, you can say alms for the poor and people will give you money. <laughs> I did not realize you were such an entrepreneur, Jen. <laughs> well, I think you probably also have to be fairly cute and young. Like, I don't think an adult could get away with it. But right. anyway, but just if there's any kids out there who want a little uh, uh-huh. bonus summer money <laughs> tip. Okay, moving on to uh, my fave, middle grade fiction. Oh, right. Okay, so I am going to choose York by Laura Ruby. Um, It is absolutely my favorite kids book of the year. I love the characters. I love the comic relief. I love the puzzles. I love the technology. I love the bag. I just love everything about it. Um, I would say it's for fans of the Mysterious Benedict Society and or the Lemony Snicket books. And it's kind of a, a, an eight plus um, read three kids running around an alternate New York City, solving puzzles, having an adventure that just gets wilder and wilder as the story goes on. And I can't wait for book two. I love that book. So yeah. I'm waiting with bated breath for that one. Mm. Um, and what about for older kids YA the the YA I'm gonna cheat slightly again and I'm gonna choose um Akata Witch and and Akata Warrior and the reason for that is Akata Witch is the first in the series and Akata Warrior is the second so the first is in the paperback and the second is just came out in hardcover and it's by uh Nnedi Okarafor um and it's been described as the Nigerian Harry Potter uh, which it kind of is. Um, there's certainly similarities between the Harry Potter story and this story. It's a 12-year-old girl, discovers that she's magical. She has her friends with her. They learn lessons about it. They have to defeat a big bad that has a mysterious connection to her. I mean, it's definitely, you know, all the aspects are there. What I really like about it is that the world building is epic. So both the natural magic that 
is their kind of school. So it's not kind of wands and lessons and potions. I mean, it, it really is more kind of controlling the water and speaking to trees and that kind of stuff. So that, but also there's world building in like the modern day Nigeria. So there's mm-hmm. like two two things that we're learning about there, which are just fantastic. Um, and of course, there's a big arc. The story is going to get darker as she gets older. And it was already pretty dark in the first book. So um, I think it's one of those books that's great for like curling up in front of the fire and losing yourself. Right. Um, and it just just fantastic. I really enjoyed it. I did love the first book, but mm. I haven't read the sequel yet, so I'm, I'm yeah, excited about that. It's just, it's, and I don't yeah. think that's cheating. Even though the first book is a few years old, I, I don't think that's cheating because now it's in paperback. It will get a totally new audience, I think. Yeah, and also what's really great is if you were going to buy that for someone, then you could buy both. So then when you get that whole series thing where you're like, oh, no, I have to wait another six months for the next one, you actually got it right there, right? That one, mm. That's, that's exactly. a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like this bundling. Sell up. Upsell. Upsell. Um, okay, so nonfiction for any age. Mm. Okay, I'm going to choose Her Right Foot by Dave Eggers. Um, it's a book about the Statue of Liberty, and it is full of facts about the creation of the statue, how it was moved to the U.S. in pieces. Um, and then um, Dave, uh, Dave Eggers, yes, the same Dave Eggers, he focuses on her right foot. So the heel of the Statue of Liberty's right foot is off the ground because she's moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he talks he talks about um, why he thinks this is. And there's like a funny bit where he's like, oh, is she going to the village to go and look for vintage Nico records? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so when I talk about this book in schools and to parents and stuff, I usually read the page where he offers up his opinion as to why she's moving. But when I read it, the page always makes me cry. So actually, I'm not going to read it. Um, But it's basically linking the facts behind the creation of the Statue of Liberty with the concept of immigration being a good thing. Right. And it's just as simple as that. And it's that that, that juxtaposition to me is a really big deal. And I'm not going to cry anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) <laughs> it is good though. I mean, it is. I mean, there's a lot of facts in there as well as it being as well as it having something to say about you know America needs immigration. You know, it's a part of what. And America you know is. that firsthand, right? I do. Yes. Maybe that's why it always makes me cry. <laughs> um. So now we have our wild card picks. Mm. So you're going to pick up to three categories of mm-hmm. random people and what you would get them as gift. And I have a couple. Okay. Of wild. Go. So. For me, I'm going to say this wild card category is for an older teen or a grown up history buff. Mm-hmm. I would get Grant by Ron Chernow. Ooh. So, Ron Chernow is the author of Hamilton. As we all know, the Hamilton book has been hugely popular, and I know that teenagers are reading it too. Yeah, yeah. Because of the popularity of the musical and everything else. But if you have an older teen or a, you know, dad or whoever mm-hmm. who is um, into in depth biography, this is a really engrossing one about Grant. Mm. He's at it again. Yeah. <laughs> and then my second wild card. Well, I'm going to save my second wild card. You do a wild card. All right. So my wild card is going to be for the whole family to enjoy. So I actually see this book very much as a 
sharing book, a book to read aloud, a book that everybody is going to enjoy. And it's called The Purloining of Prince Olio Margarine. And it's by Mark Twain. Yes, the actual Mark Twain. Um, so it's actually based on Mark Twain's notes for a children's story. We've always known that Mark Twain told uh, stories to his kids at bedtime, but we never had any idea about what they were because they were never written down. Um, and apparently the notes for this were found at um, UC Berkeley in an envelope that was marked Oleo Margarine. And people had thought it was some kind of recipe. And it was only because someone, seriously, it was only because someone was researching a um, Mark Twain cookbook, of all things, that they found it. So Penguin bought those notes and um, Philip and Erin Stead have completed the book. Um, so it's very Mark Twain. The new author gets into conversations with the old author. The prince is an idiot. The hero's best friend is a chicken called Pestilence and Famine. It's just like it, there's so much there that grown-ups would appreciate and the kids would find absurd. And also the illustrations are just drop-dead gorgeous. And it's a large format. Um, even though it's a chapter book, it's, it's kind of large, almost picture book-sized um, so it's very much for reading on someone's lap, I think. So I'm also going to do for the kid who loves Wonder because Wonder just came out at the movies and I went to see it this weekend. And um, uh, it's really good. It's a good version. It's a good version. Oh, I haven't. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's 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 good. My my, I have a ten year old son. He made me go. Like I've got to go and watch it. Everyone else is going to see it. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, for the kid who loved Wonder, I'm going to uh, suggest the stars beneath our feet by David Barclay Moore. Um, it's the story of a twelve year old kid who escapes his reality by building Lego cities. But the book is really like ultimately about how he needs to face his situation in order to change it. Like you can't run away and disappear from it. It's actually set in um, uh, the projects of Harlem and it's a vivid portrait of inner city life for a kid of color. Um, but it's also got a really brilliantly hopeful ending. And so if a kid loved Wonder, they might be ready to start considering some social justice thinking. Um, and I think excellent. this would be an excellent place to start. Got to get them young. <laughs> I, I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, my second wild card is for the horse-obsessed kid. Oh, would that be like you? Yeah, I was a horse-obsessed <laughs> kid, for sure. Um, I think that any horse fans from age like three to seven would go wild for this book. Mm -hmm. It's called Horses Wild and Tame oh. by Iris Vallant and Jerome Vogel. Mm -hmm. I might be assassinating their names. <laughs> um, if I was a kid, I know I'd spend hours poring over the illustrations. They're gorgeous. And they feature horses throughout history. Famous horses, mythical horses, Work horses, race horses, winged Pegasuses, oh, winged horses, <laughs> sea biscuit to Pegasus, <laughs> and everybody in between. Um, but it's it's just a really beautiful book. I, the, it's kind of a retro looking mm -hmm. package. I don't know, and it's a little bit oversized. It just seems like a really nice gift, and it's the kind of book that you know a kid will just pour over, Ooh. or a Jennifer will just. Pour over. <laughs> <laughs> and you get one more wild card my I friend. do and just like you chose one for you I, I've chosen one for me <laughs> so this I'm calling for grown-ups who love the new batch of superhero movies but never read the comics as a kid 
Okay. Okay. So um, this is actually the Wonder Woman Rebirth Volume Two, Year One, is what it's called. Um, wow. I know it's it, well, you know, it's comic <laughs> books. Sometimes they they do this complicated naming thing. Um, uh, DC has just rebooted the entire universe, which they do periodically. Um, so there are origin stories around for all the characters. And the Wonder Woman reboot is particularly cool because the artwork in this, the year one, um, is quite kind of old fashioned, but not old fashioned in an exploitative way because the sensibilities are like right up to date, like very much like the Wonder Woman that we saw in the movie. Um, and I never read comic books as a kid and I um now a regular at the local comic book store so uh i would very highly recommend that for grown-ups who are sneaky marvel and dc fans and would you give that to a teenager as well i would actually that particular volume is totally acceptable for teenagers um the um the mm, the odd numbered ones have issues but the, the, the even number ones like i said it's very old-fashioned artwork very kind of and the sensibility is very much like what we saw in the movie good because i know we have a lot of wonder woman fans and good <laughs> you know, when they've read the, when they've read the novel and yeah, seen the I movie a million times mm-hmm. and so excellent well thank you so much and i have one last question for you as i ask everyone what claire mm. are you obsessed with this week now this does not have to be bookish uh-huh. but it can be so I am obsessed with the Giving Tree program at work, a book passage. Um, this has nothing to do with Shel Silverstein uh, <laughs> at all. And whenever I say anything to anyone, they're like, what? Um, uh, it's actually a book donation program that's been around for many years. And at the moment, um, we give away about a thousand kids books to local kids in need every year. Um, and that comes from donations from our customers and um, in-kind donations as well. So I've actually been making gift tags for the trees in the store with the names and ages of the kids on them so that our customers can buy a book and like match it up. On Friday, I went to a local preschool and I did like a fundraising story time with them and they bought books for some of the kids. Um, the logistics of it is like enormous and I may have bitten off more than I can chew by <laughs> saying, yeah, I'll do this. Um, but just seeing the generosity of our customers is amazing. And then getting to connect with all the local nonprofits who are actually making big differences in people's lives. It's just about the most Christmassy thing I can imagine, Jen. Uh, oh, we do a similar thing at Oblong, actually, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Book Angel program, and there it's a, such a pleasure. Is there a way that random listeners that are not maybe in your neighborhood can Oh, my goodness. I didn't even think of that. But, yeah, um, uh, you could uh, call and make a donation. Uh, and we, uh, Yeah. Yeah, you could call us. I'll put a link. That would be fantastic. Thank you. And if there there are any publishers listening who'd like to send me finished copies of new books to add to the program, I'm happy to do that too. Excellent. Um, Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you very much for having me. It has been a delight. This is Sarah from Eight Cousins Bookstore. We are in Falmouth, Massachusetts on Cape Cod. I've actually been a bookseller for 
quite a few years. I worked here at the store in the summers when I was in college and then fast forward a few years in graduate school. And now I've been at the store for the last five years permanently and am one of the three owners who purchased the store in 2015. So we are going on, uh, we are wrapping up our third year right now. Congratulations. Thank you. And I know you guys do a lot of events. What are some highlights from 2017 or coming up? Well, our big event schedule is usually in the summer, as you can imagine, because we're on Cape Cod. So this year, we were lucky enough to have some really great authors coming through. Um, We had... Jan Brett stopped by to uh, launch The Mermaid, which was really exciting. Uh, That's such a great sea and shore book with the mermaid and the octopus uh, characters. Uh, But the the really exciting news of the summer was Chelsea Clinton stopped in to sign copies of She Persisted. I think what's fun about being here on the Cape is that so many authors come through here, either they have family in there that they're visiting or friends that they're visiting. So majority of our events that happen a lot of times are because an author is going to be on Cape Cod, either with their family or you know stopping in to see some other people. So it's just kind of a fun place because people are always coming through. So I don't, uh, we do have some local authors that we work with regularly, but mostly I just love that we're kind of on the path for people and they stop in and say hi. And sometimes they do events, sometimes they sign stock, sometimes they just come in and introduce themselves it's 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 a lot of fun and it's a great place to be since we get to see such a variety awesome so are you ready to give us some book recommendations i am so ready to give you some book recommendations and i'm going to chime in with some of mine too but mostly it'll be you okay (laughs) uh sarah hines is very important what is your top pick In picture books. In picture books. Okay. So I'm going to say off the bat, everything that I'm going to talk about is pulled from our Holiday Picks 2017 list, which we do do every year. We pick what we think are the best books of the year. So I went through that list and picked some of mine. And so it's not easy, but if you want to know some of the other books. And also... I will I will link to that in the show notes so that everyone can see okay, it. Okay, fantastic. So it wasn't easy, but I finally settled on 71 Sheep Try Soccer. And I love this book for so many reasons. I mean, first of all, the first time I read it, I was cracking up. And then everybody in the office was reading it and laughing. But I love picture books that have where the story and the text are kind of telling you two different stories. They can be in conjunction with each other, which this one is, but that you're reading the text, but the the illustrations are telling an entirely different story, meaning the text is very pragmatic. It's very, you know, it's, it's very specific. It's just kind of telling the facts and the illustrations are hilarious. And when you look at the illustrations, you see so much more going on and the humor. And it's just, it's, it's, it's a fantastic picture book. I'm really excited about it. I love that. So who would you give that to? We we list it as uh, three to six. So we generally kind of gear most of our picture books to three to six. I think that the humor in this, there are going to be some three-year-olds that will appreciate it, but it's definitely going to be for kids who really are kind of get that subtlety of the humor. So maybe a little bit older, but it just depends on the on the child's interest in that, you know, like what kind of humor they like. Because it's not... Um, it is, it is a little bit subtle, but it's certainly, but it's there and accessible. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you my pick for picture Please. books, which is also very funny, I think, mm-hmm. but perhaps more subtle than yours. My pick is Professional Crocodile. Uh, that's one of our picks. By Giovanna Zaboli and Marichara Di Giorgio. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I'd give this to any kid from two or three to six. It is wordless, mm-hmm. though. Oh, I love so it takes being i mean i hate wordless books normally because i do not have the patience i'm like tell me a story i don't want to make up a story i want you to tell me a story (laughs) but in this it's flawlessly done it's so funny um you have to be observant and quiet to get all the humor out Mm -hmm. of it but i think there's more to see every time i look at it it's total delight and i am going to link in the show notes to a great article i just read about how to share wordless picture books with kids mm-hmm. um, that gives tips because I don't always know how to read those out loud. Yeah, um, I don't know if you've run into that problem, but I know that a lot of people are shy about wordless books because they don't know literally how to read yeah. them. <laughs> well, I just say I love wordless books because I love the discover bit, the discovery of wordless books that each page you really have to enter it yourself and, and figure out what's going on. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I rarely do wordless books as part of story time. So I'd be very interested in hearing, uh, you know, I can think of a lot of ideas one-on-one, but I, um, I'd be, I, it'd be a challenge to do one with a group and I'd be interested. Yeah. I don't know. I, I definitely, this is more one-on-one tips, but Maybe it will be useful. Anyway, I'm going to link to it because that way listeners can uh, buy Professional Crocodile and then share it with a little yeah. uh, three to six year so old. Cute. It's a great book. crocodile and humor lo- lovers in their lives. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Okay, what is your pick for the babies in our lives? Okay, so I have this big thing about um, books for babies. It's just such an important thing to me. Um, we know that. It is, it's so important to read to babies, to talk to babies. And I think that, so I, so board books are just really exciting across the board. But the, again, from our picks this year, I chose Alphabet Family Band, which is by Sarah Jones. So it's an alphabet book and it's a family book and it's a music book. Uh, Auntie bangs Congo's Daddy Enjoys Flute. Grandma hits Ipu, Junior knows loot. So you get a little bit of rhyme, you get the alphabet, you get these great new words that maybe um, aren't as familiar. So you can do some augmenting vocabulary building and that kind of thing. And it's really cute. And it, at the end, there's some opportunities to get up and dance. Um, okay, let's do kids graphic novels. Recommendations for kids graphic novels. So for this year, uh, the graphic novel that we have on our list is Pashmina. Um, and it's a beautiful book. It's for, it's a little older, so we would put it in YA, young adult for teens. Um, mm-hmm. But it is a really interesting combination of learning a little bit about family history, a little bit of mythology. Gorgeous book, uh, pretty quick read, but I definitely would say um, with graphic novel for kids, I would say this is graphic novel for teens and make that distinction. What is your middle grade pick? Okay, so this one was hard. I mean, they're all hard, but this one was this one was particular challenge, and I finally settled on Hello Universe by Ari, um, Aaron and Trada Kelly, and it's a really fun book about. making friends and kind of some of the random things that can lead to becoming friends. Um, So it's, it's about three different kids who are in middle school and sort of like, is it coincidence? Is it fate? The various things that drive them together uh, until they ultimately meet and become friends. It's really sweet. And I, it it was also one of our, uh, the new England booksellers uh, picks for, windows and mirrors book so that's what brought my attention to it and then we selected it as one of our store picks do you uh, have a pick for young adult fiction okay so i do have this was the other one where there were just three three of my favorite books this year and it's can't i cannot figure out which one is my top favorite i love them all 
but I'm going to go with Wild Beauty by Anna Marie McLemore. Oh, that cover is so pretty. Oh, I, I have not cracked it open, so I don't know what the inside is like, but the outside is beautiful. It's so amazing. And every one of her books that she's written has been beautiful, and they're all very distinct. They all stand alone. This one is, they're all magical realism. This one, I, because of magical realism, you know, you start to describe it, and you're like, that's that doesn't even, it doesn't sound right because the book itself, it's so magical. And as I'm saying these things, it just sounds, it doesn't sound right. But it's, it's a family of women, uh, different generations who live together and they have the capacity to make gardens grow. And so they have been living in this one place for a while and they tend, they basically tend and take care of the gardens. And, um, but they're also, they also live under a curse where they can fall in love, but then the, they lose, they lose the person they let fall in love with. And so the current generation of, they're not sisters, they're cousins um, who live there have all fallen for the same person. And they all decide that in order to protect her, they're just going to, none of them are going to fall for her. And so they agree to bury, bury their feelings. And then what grows out of the earth is unexpected boy who wears clothes from a long time ago. And they have to figure out who he is and what he means why he's there, why he's, why he came out from the land. And um, then what I love, I mean, I, there was, I love the writing in this. I love the characters, but what really, really grabbed me on this one is that there is a twist and the twist doesn't go in a different direction off to the side. It just goes deeper into so many different things, social justice and history and women and men and and everything like it's just so it's wow. so deep and I was just so impressed with this twist just like ugh. anyway I love it <laughs> <laughs> okay yes. excellent so magical realism loving yes kids. so well, fantastic all right we're grown-ups um so now nonfiction, and this can be nonfiction for any age where the animals go tracking wildlife with technology and 50 maps and graphics and that is for... I would, Ooh, I don't know that one. I'd say it's probably... I mean, it's for adults. It's from Norton for adults. Although I think that younger kids, you know, through high school teenagers, certainly, possibly even down into middle grade, uh, kids who are enthusiastic about maps, about data, about learning, like really understanding things. It's it's complex. The, the graphics are very complex, but they are accessible. And I think this could be, we, we actually listed as this as one of our all ages books, because it could, multiple generations in a family could look at it, look at it together and learn. Uh, it The maps track migration patterns. That's part of what the, it does. And then it has information about different, um, different animal patterns and they're on land, in the sky, water, I mean, all over, just really beautiful. That's super. I love it when there's something that everyone can like enjoy. Mm -hmm. So my nonfiction pick is Frida Kahlo and her Animalitos yes. by Monica Brown and John Para. I loved Frida Kahlo when I was a kid, and I think any artistic kid should know about her and would also resonate with her. She has a very dramatic storyline, of course, and her childhood was very dramatic. And it informed the rest of her art and also her penchant for animals um, that so many kids love pets and, you know, whatever. But Frida took it to another level. <laughs> and that also shows up in all of her artwork, um, you know, the monkeys and parrots and everything else. So uh, this talks about her childhood somewhat and the bond that she had with her pets 
and um and how she became an artist basically so i think it's uh good for four to seven year olds Mm -hmm. it has a very sweet like folk style illustrations that are very reminiscent of frida Kahlo's palette um but they don't look like ripoffs of Frida Kahlo. They just look like baby Frida Kahlo. I don't know how to describe it. It's adorable. If I had gotten this in my inbox, I would have been so happy because it is um, just extremely sweet illustrations, especially. Um, it's just wonderful. Anyway, artistic kids. That's who I'd give that to you. So now we get the wild card. Okay, I'm ready. So you get to tell me what the, your what your category is and your books. Okay. Okay, so my first category, because this is we're prepping for the holidays, my first category is for the child you don't know very well. Ooh, that's a good one. And my pick is When's My Birthday by Julie Fogliano and illustrated by Christian Robinson. And I think this is a great one because this is not a today is my birthday. This is when's my birthday. And it has all sorts of questions. When's my birthday? Where's my birthday? How many days until my birthday? So it can be for any kid because it's about, you know, birthdays at different times of the year. But I, the color palette on this one is a little bit is muted, which I really love. I just I think it's fantastic. There are a lot of browns and grays and um, some darker colors, but it absolutely works. And then my favorite thing about this book is that especially when you get towards the end and everybody's preparing for the party, everyone has a birthday hat, including the giraffe and the sloth and the goldfish. Um, I also love it because by the time you get to the party, it's a little, you know, it could be anyone's birthday. It really could be any one of the um, party goers birthdays. It has great end papers with candles. It has a calendar in a back with the list of the days um, with the months and the days, but it's kind of any year calendar. And then there's a secret. It's not really, maybe it's not a secret because somebody told me about it. Um, the publisher told me about it at lunch when I, a few months ago. But if you take off the uh, dust jacket and look at the cover of the book, there's, I'm not even going to tell you what it is. Just make sure. No, you have to, come on. No, what? You have to tell me. <laughs> well, one of the characters in the book is a goldfish who always has a party hat on the on the goldfish bowl. So there's a little imprint of the goldfish in, a, in its bowl with its party hat. And it's adorable. I love it. <laughs> uh, I've been selling a lot of that. Uh, I didn't actually read it yet because I keep selling yeah. it. So like, I don't have time to read it <laughs> before it sells, well, I, but it's very cute. It's also a nice, interesting trim size. Yeah. Like it's just interesting to hold. Uh, yeah. Uh, unusual. Yeah. And I think this is great for, you know, it's like friends, kids of family friends or, you know, people you haven't seen in a while, or maybe haven't seen their kids in the last couple of years. You don't really know what their particular interests are. This is going to any, you know, everybody's going to love it. Cool. Um, Wild card. Wild two. card two is for the sophisticated middle grade reader. So I think we're always trying to look for books for those middle grade kids who are maybe reading up and reading more advanced, but we want to make sure that they're reading the content is right for them. Um, And so my pick for that is Piecing Me Together by Renee Watson. It it is a story about a girl in high school, but I think that a, a middle grade, a sophisticated middle grade reader could absolutely identify with what she's going through as she's trying to figure out who she is. And the piecing me together part is because she is a collage artist. And so she's pulling pieces from different parts of her life and friends and family and who um, in different areas and, and making the collage of herself. And I think that's something that a lot of middle grade 
kids can identify with. So even though it is technically a young adult title for teens, I think it could go a little bit younger. Nice. Um, And I have a wild card. So this is for an emerging reader kid, age five to eight, who loves puns and fun. So there's two early reader graphic novels by Ben Clanton, um, Narwhal, Unicorn of the Mm -hmm. Sea, and Super Narwhal and Jelly Jolt. Um, They're so funny and delightful. They are literally graphic novels, but very young. (laughs) So early reader graphic novels. They made me giggle like crazy. I love them. And I think any kid who likes jokes and puns and stuff like that, which is a lot of kids would too uh, give in to your pun side and yes. <laughs> and the power of the narwhal. Yeah. So yeah. cute. I can re- I can second that one because we've done them um, did some book talks at elementary school and the kids loved narwhal and jellyfish. Great choices. Um. So you have one more wild. Card I have pick. one more, and I debated about this a lot, and I'm going to say off off the from the beginning. I usually try to avoid any kind of gender girl books, boy books. So I'm going to violate my own rule on this one. And I'm going to say, this is for women to get of all ages to give your best friend. And I'm going to come back to Chelsea Clinton. She persisted 13 American women who changed the world. It's a, it's a picture book. It's got a really soft, beautiful illustration palette palette of illustrations, really beautiful and really soft. But this is really about, and it's being inspired by women who, and it, but it has this really great intergenerational component. So you see some of these women when they were kids and then again as adults. So I feel like this is something you could give your mom, your childhood best friend, your college best friend, you know, like the, the women in your life that have inspired you. This is a great book to give them. I don't suppose you have any autographed copies. Well, I will say we, um, we have book plate we have autographed book plates and so we have mm. well maybe I'll, I'll put the i'll put the yeah. link so people can call yeah you so we yeah. put the book plates in we they did send us some she signed for three hours so then they sent us book plates but it's a great book and i was really excited to see there was another one coming oh yeah i just saw that too um okay so thank you thank so you. much and as always i have to ask my guest what are you obsessed with this week it does not have to be bookish but it can be. I'm obsessed with good winter food right now. <laughs> I'm really enjoying chicken pot pie. So nice. I'm going to say oh. that that is what I'm obsessed with right now. And I just got a really good one. Um, and I'm excited about eating it. Hi, I'm Summer. Um, I have been a bookseller for 10 years. Jen, can you believe it? It's been 10 years. I can. Um, I started working at Books, Inc. in San Francisco shortly after I left my job as an editor at Tricycle Press. And I was lucky enough to know the amazing Jen Lofren, um, who uh, let me know that there was an opening for a children's specialist at an amazing independent bookstore not far from where I lived. And I jumped at the chance. Uh, And it's been 10 years now. Yeah, it seems like... A hundred years and also no time at all. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I know you do a lot of book clubs and whatnot at your store. What are some highlights from 2017? Oh my gosh. Uh, We do a lot of book clubs. I particularly run the wild girls, mother daughter book club for girls nine to 12 and their moms. Um, 
which I adore. I've been doing it now for almost a decade and it's so much fun that the, uh, we just had our final event of the year, which we call our end of year extravaganza, um, which is amazing. We sort of do a sort of takeover and it's in the evening and we have a big party and we have members bring uh, baked goods from the particular books we read. So that was just super fun to get, you know, 20, 10 year old girls excited about books and literature with their moms. So that being said, what is your top pick in picture books? I'm so excited about the new Dan Sandpat book, After the Fall. Uh, when I read it, the first time I saw it, I closed it and thought to myself, this is simply a perfect picture book. Um, so obviously targeted for children four to eight as a read aloud, but I think this can work for almost anyone that you give it to. Um, it's it's joyous. There is a twist at the end. I don't want to tell you too much about it, but it is sort of an epilogue to the classic Humpty Dumpty tale after the fall. He has fallen off the wall and this is what happens next. And it's, it's perfect. Yay. I love that book. Um, do you have any best picks for chapter books or, or emerging readers? I do. And I'm, I'm so excited. This category has really expanded, I think, over the past few years. I'm sure you've seen the same. And it's it's really exciting. Most of, you know, these sort of emerging reader books are done in series. Um, and this is a brand new series this year that has just been released. Also, actually, a local author for the Northern California area, Emily Calandrelli. And I have to read you just a little bit of her bio because she's amazeballs. So she's a producer and the host of Exploration Outer Space and a correspondent on Bill Nye Saves the World. But wait, she has mechanical and aerospace engineering degrees and master's degrees in aeronautics and astronautics, as well as technology and policy from the MIT. So <laughs> I know. So she's got some degrees, um, but she has written a new series called Ada Lace, the Ada Lace Adventure. So the first one is Ada Lace on the Case. Uh, number two, Ada Lace Sees Red. And both of those are now available, both in hardcover and paperback, which I was excited to see that there are both formats. Um, and then a uh, third one comes out next year, uh, Take Me to Your Leader. So she obviously has a bit of a science background and is excited about uh, expanding STEM into um, emerging readers. And they're, they're super fun, read, they're exciting, they're adventurous, so look those up. My pick for chapter books, because I haven't gotten to say my pick for chapter books yet, is um, Jasmine Taguchi by Debbie Michiko Florence. Book Whee! one is Jasmine Taguchi Mochi Queen, and book two is Jasmine Taguchi Super Sleuth. This is perfect for like your age six, seven, the same audience as Ivy and Bean or Judy Moody, Judy B. Jones. Jasmine is the new Clementine, let's say. Um, and she, Jasmine is also Japanese American. And I've never seen that reflected in a book for this age group. So it's exciting to see um, traditions and fun things from that um, background, but also just a kid that everyone will relate to. And also they're really cutely packaged and they're small paperbacks. So you can get books one and two together and they make a lovely gift and there are more coming next year. What about middle grade fiction? I know this is your special sweet spot. 
So I am so excited about a new book called Nevermore, The Trials of Morgan Crow. It's the first in a series by Jessica Townsend. And I hate to throw this around whenever anyone says, oh, it's like Harry Potter. I sort of nod and turn away. But this one actually, for the first time, gave me the same sense as a reader as I had when I read Harry Potter. I'm just so excited about the series as a whole. Um, and I have to give some props to the audio recording. Uh, Gemma Whalen is the narrator and she does all of the different voices and she's magnificent. So I have a pick for this one as well. Um, my pick is the Vanderbeekers of 141st street by Karina Yan Glazer. It's reminiscent of classics that I loved when I was a kid, like Saturdays and all of a kind family, but it's modern. It's a family you will want to be a part of. It's about kids who live in New York city, which when I was a kid, I was obsessed with books about kids that lived in New York City, which was the opposite. I lived at the beach. It was like the opposite world. Um, but like the idea of apartment buildings and stuff like that was so foreign to me that I thought it was magical. Um, so in this story, it's right before Christmas and their landlord is going to evict the family and they have until New Year's to convince him otherwise. It's wintry, it's fun, and any 8 to 12 year old fan of the Penderwicks would appreciate it. Now we move on to YA. Um, I'm, I, I, I adore this book. And I do have to say, though, it is nonfiction. Uh, it's called The 57 Bus by Dashka Slater. Um, she has a background in investigative journalism and has actually written a many picture books. So this was a bit of a surprise for those of us who know her. Um, it is the story of uh, an event that took place actually in Oakland, California, some years ago where two teens were on a bus and one of them lit the skirt of the other on fire. And there were um, obviously pretty dramatic consequences for both of them. Um, it is a book about social justice. It is a book about the current prison system. It is a book about gender identity. Um, it's a book that I think every uh, human should be reading right now with um, what's going on in our world today. That's a great pick. And interestingly, I think Dashka Slater is the author of one of our picture book picks from a different bookseller. So. Oh, is it Antlered Ship? <laughs> yes. So we get uh, the broad spectrum of her talent. She is. She is a talent. Absolutely. So now I ask everyone this. Summer, what are you obsessed with this week? <laughs> now, this does not have to be bookish. Well, I have to say, I, I held out for a while because I was one of those like, oh, don't believe the hypers. But um, I just finished season two of Stranger Things, and I loved it. And it somehow seemed to actually resonate, believe it or not, with a lot of things that I had been uh, reading recently. So I'm all about these kind of gangs of kids taking life into their own hands and solving whatever has to be done. Um, so Lumberjanes, there's a new novel, Unicorn Power. And I just love this gang of five girls that are out there getting stuff done and, and, and going after what they want. Um, I just read another galley of a book that comes out next year called Arlo Finch in the Valley of Fire. And um, he's part of a gang of rangers that are out um, essentially kind of protecting their their world. So I'm just really just digging on these, these kind of roving bands of kids. So I <laughs> thought your, your, I thought your obsession was going to be stranger things, but really you're obsessed with 
children and gangs. Yes. I'm absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, Summer, for spending time with me. Oh my gosh. It was so fun. And, um, well, I'll talk to you soon. I hope so. Thanks. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and my bookseller friends. I hope we mentioned some books you hadn't heard of before that you will love. Again, the entire list is up at jenniferlawfriend.com slash literatycast, and I'll link it everywhere as well. Oh, and um, what am I obsessed with this week? Mine is pretty dumb and definitely not bookish. Mine is Trader Joe's Cornbread Crisps. Seriously, they're amazing. They taste like little crispy, buttery cornbreads. I love it with coffee. I'm sure it's very good for you too. (laughs) Maybe this is something to eat in December and then forget about next year. I'm not sure. Uh, As a reminder, the Literati Cast has a Patreon. Throw in a buck and you could win books as well as the chance for early pick a podcast guests, the chance to ask questions and more. That's at patreon.com slash literaticat. This is the last podcast of 2017, but I'll be back next year with more great guests. So thanks for your support and for listening and I'll see you next time.